I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got a very special deep dive of the new J Balvin and Bad Bunny album, Oasis. We are getting deep on Oasis, and we're going to go through all the songs, because it's an EP, right? So it's just eight songs, so we're just going to make it a little bit longer and talk a little bit about each of them and just some thoughts that we have about the album, what they're trying to say, what we mm-hmm. think about that. We know you'll have liked some of the other ones we've done about recent albums, so we are happy that this timing worked out. So the first song that we are listening to, we'll take another listen, is the first song on the EP and it's called Mojaita. <laughs> Que bien se ve mojaita, mojaita, mojaita. Que bien se ve mojaita, mojaita, mojaita. Ey, que bien se ve mojaita, mojaita, mojaita. Que bien se ve mojaita. Siempre papi, tú siempre mami. Está caliente, ya la firmó Miami. Diablita hace que yo peque, yo quiero ser la toalla que te seque. Puse pasarela pa' que me modele, me dice papi que rico huele. Voy pa' dentro como pele, una hora y media en los moteles. So this really worked out for us because we were wanting to give you something very summery to Mm -hmm. announce our summer break. We are taking a little descanso Mm -hmm. because this shit is hard. Uh, Yeah, we grind hard for y'all all all week. Actually, right now I am at the beach and instead of being on the beach, I'm back at the place I'm staying with friends recording this for you all because this is how much I love you. Yeah. (laughs) Los sacrificios que hacemos por Uh, ustedes, you know? Eso, eso. Pero, yeah, we did this last <laughs> summer, too. We took a little break, and it's just really good. And also, to be to be real, we're not even really taking a break because we have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff to do that we need to take care of for yeah, Ryan and just a break from content. <laughs> yeah, just a break from recording. And we will miss you, but, um, but yeah, we were planning on leaving you with a little summer um, playlist episode, and then these two gentlemen put out this album, and we're like, well, this is kind of perfect. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the steel drums and the water sounds and the production to this track, like, just yeah. announce this as like yeah. okay this is a summer soundtrack it feels y'all. like it it feels like it's like bienvenido it's summer and here we are um so yeah i love it so we are gonna do a little special thing for you all which is that if you sign up for our email newsletter and the link is in our show notes we're gonna release a summer playlist that we're gonna make on spotify with lots and lots of other summer jams so something to keep you kind of company while we're away and we'll probably release some um kind of encore content on our feed maybe not every week but so you know stay on the feed there'll be some some of our older episodes that we haven't rerun yet that you can enjoy while we're away but um but yeah so sign up for our email newsletter and you can check out our playlist yeah we'll run that for you next friday so this song i think it's very much like a summer playa jam for sure 
I mean, it's called mojaita, which is about being wet. Yeah, yeah. And obviously that's do you like that? a double entendre. Like that? <laughs> I do. I'm a, che- I'm a cheese yeah, ball. I like, I like that puns. A lot. I like double entendres. I'm like, okay, you know? Yeah, I think it's cute. I think it's cute. Um, I was really excited yeah. when this album dropped because I didn't know it was coming. I hadn't been paying attention to all of the teasers. Like they had been pretty obvious about it, but I just wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It. So you knew it was coming, right? I did. I mean, I there's a lot of things that I like about it, but um, I think it in this track especially, like their voices just blend well together. They have very different registers. You know, Bunny's got kind of a wider range, I think, than Balvin for sure. But yeah, um, for but sure. I like, <laughs> the, I like the way it sounds together. Although there's one track I think where Balvin kind of shows you a little bit more of his range but he doesn't have the like baritone that bad bunny has i mean that's just it's hard to it's hard to compare it's hard to compare i mean i think i hate to say it but i think that of this duo like really i think balvin needs bad bunny more than bad bunny it's interesting to think about right like yeah i mean i feel like when i think about like swag and inherent talent like i just think that bad bunny has him beat on every sort of level right like ouch okay i do i mean honestly i like i like i've liked a lot of j balvin tracks in the past like there's a lot of his songs that i really liked uh but if i'm being honest with myself i feel like it's less about him and more about the people that he works with right like Mm. i think that like his choice to work with producers like sky rompiendo and tiny like is really like what makes his shit really good. Mm. And I mean, I think that what where Balvin really shines is like his business sense and his he's acumen, smart. right? Like yeah, he calls he does call himself El Negocio. He does. Right. And he I does. think that like that that like is where yeah. he shines. That's where like right. his big right. talent is right. like is like right. being able to navigate an industry and like yeah. harness a particular moment. Yeah. Um yeah, but I do like I just feel like he's yeah. sort of corny. Right. That's the thing. So here's, here's my feeling. And I'm not surprised that you like Bunny better. I feel like Bad Bunny is much cooler and he's much more like edgy and he's like experimental and he's like doing whatever, you know? Um, and like, he just has this, mm-hmm. his aesthetic is really interesting and weird. And like Balvin is like yeah, more, yeah. more mainstream and like hella successful. Maybe it's the business stuff. Maybe it's like, you know, it's probably a lot of things coming together. So I, I don't necessarily think I think they just, they're different. You know, it's like comparing apples to oranges a little bit. Like they're trying to do something different. Mm. And yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not surprise me that you like Bad Bunny better. Like, I think that's totally your steez and like yeah. the things that he offers, yeah, I think are the yeah. things that appeal to you. And I like them both, but yeah, I think Balvin is, I mean, he's just been such a huge fucking hit on so many levels. And like, I think Bunny brings in some of the but more so people has who would Bad be Bunny. like, Bad Bunny yeah. too has no, been Bad Bunny's a been a huge hit. Success. Yeah. Mainstream I th- success. I think they're both. I think they're on like equal levels in terms of their like business success and stuff. Um, I think Bad Bunny brings some of the kids into the, into his music that would be like, nah, that's cheesy, you know, but he's interesting and like weird and like kind of brings some people to the table that would otherwise be like, no, this isn't alternative enough or whatever, you know? So I think he kind of, he has more credibility in that, in that sort of, subculture i think because yeah i mean of his... he likes to experiment a little bit more yeah. which is something that i really admire yeah. and yeah, i mean totally. i also feel like there's something about um conejo swag it's, it's like le nace más natural you know like mm. i feel like when i see like jay balvin in a video i'm just like a little bit like ooh, like where did you get that move you know <laughs> like it's yeah. like i'm yeah. not like really no different. me parece que le nace de la misma manera you yeah know? yeah no i get it i get it they're also very different ages right i mean bad bunny's like 25 and how old is Balvin? Right. Like, probably in his 30s. Yeah, somewhere in his 30s. He's 34. So he's a good 10 years older than Bunny. So what are some of your summer plans for the next couple months? I know you love summer. It's your favorite. 
Yeah, I mean, my summer plans are go to the beach as much as, as much possible. As it's like my healing space, mm-hmm. and it's something that I really need right now. So mm, I'm yeah. very excited to spend as much time as possible yeah. in La Playa. And I do mm-hmm. have like a little beach vacation planned. Oh, good. Um, so I, my favorite is um, Jacob Reese Beach, which is mm-hmm. the um, queer beach here in New York. It's a mm-hmm. queer people of color and beautiful and wonderful. And... Um, has its history as a gay beach actually because it's on federal land so the Mm -hmm. nypd has no jurisdiction there um, which i think is a fascinating piece of history but i'm also gonna go to another little gay beach town um in jersey with a few friends we've been doing a little beach gay k for a few years and i'm excited to do that again love it you guys always have really good floaties how about you you have like Pizza oh yeah floaties. great floaties <laughs> well i'm at the beach right now which actually is interesting so it's in Reho- it's rehoboth beach in delaware which i found out a fact yesterday veto that i think you will appreciate which is that steven universe the creator of steven universe is from like nearby and this rehoboth is like the inspiration for like the setting of steven universe nice nice yeah i know that i've read about her inspiration she's like it's like a boardwalk like mm-hmm. mid-atlantic yep. or northeast like beach town right yep, and totally it's so so beautiful yeah, yeah. so it's it's interestingly like it has a stare as a reputation for being a gay beach it's like people call it rehomo but it's also just so mm-hmm. popular with everybody that like I'm here and like I see a couple of homos, but like it's mostly straight people, and it's so it doesn't actually feel very gay. Like there's a few gay bars and stuff, but that's because too bad. I know it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's also like July Fourth week and stuff, so it's really busy. But yeah, maybe a little disappointed because I was like hoping for, you know, and like I don't love being at, at a beach that's really crowded with a lot of straight people because like I don't know, I just my gender stuff. Like I just feel like I get l- weird looks yeah. and I don't feel super comfortable. So I was a little bit bummed that. We're so outnumbered by the it's straights. Not as gay. So outnumbered yeah. by the straights. I mean, it's just, it's just tough. I mean, I think Reese. Whenever I see any straights at Reese, I'm just like death staring. It's like <laughs> there's so many places you could go. They, get what the if they fuck look out straight, of here. But they're not. <laughs> No, like? <laughs> it's not. I don't make assumptions by the way people look. look. I make assumptions by the way people act. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. Well, I'm really excited because you and I are going to go to Reese together um, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to come up to New York. Yeah, we're going to do some Radio Menea visioning on the beach. Yeah, which seems like the right place for us to do some visioning. So I'm excited for that. I've been to Reese, but it has been a, a number of years. Um, so, yeah. So I, what else do I plan? I feel like I have a lot of potential travel that I haven't figured out yet. But mm-hmm. like I might mm-hmm. go to Miami. I'm probably spend some time in North Carolina. Um, yeah, it looks like July and August are shaping up to be like a lot of travel, which I'm like excited about. I um, I don't know. I don't usually travel this much for fun, but I think I'm just like starting to prioritize it more because yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's, it's like, worth life, it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. I'm looking forward for sure. to to the summer and and looking forward to be on the beach with you too. Excellent. Excellent. So should we go on to the next Shall song? Shall we move into yeah. the next song? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so the next song is called Yo Le Llego. Let's take a listen. Dime, ¿dónde cuesta la bebida? Ey, y yo le llego. ¿Dónde están las mujeres? Y yo le llego. Dime, 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 dime,
se hasta me hallo, eh, yo le llego rápido como rayo, baby tú sabes que yo no fallo, ese booty me tiene a punto un de mayo, y te lo juro que no vuelo, ¿dónde está la plata que el abuelo? arriba en otro vuelo, mis nietos dirán diablo que duro era mi abuelo, desde Colombia parcero, hace rato pasamos los siete ceros, tengo el cuello bajo cero, sorry si sueno gollero, Colombia ya le llegó, México ya le llegó, Argentina ya le llegó. Our people love a fucking roll call, huh? <laughs> Yo, it's true. Oh and I mean, I'm like not even above that either. I feel no. like for me, I'm just like, I'm like, nationalism is a curse. It's a disease. Like borders are terrible. I, I hate the nation state. Yeah. But then like, don't let Benito call out Venezuela because I will lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I was I actually got to see Evie Queen a couple weekends ago. And let me tell you, oh, nice. there's so many things to say about this. So I love La Caballeta, but she makes it really hard to like see her live apparently because we went to this show and it was like doors were at nine. So I knew it was going to be a late situation, but do you know what time she came on stage time? at two o'clock in the fucking morning, 2 a.m., <laughs> 2 a.m. I'm like, Evie, por favor. Like I work on Saturdays. Like this is really hard, you know? But so the DJs from El Sol, who I love, are like holding it down for like the hours before, right? Um, before right, she came on. Right. And they were doing a roll call like every three songs. Like every three songs it was a roll call. <laughs> so here we go with the, the roll call in the song itself. Yeah, I like this song. I like that this is like a little bit more of like a, this is more of like a tropical sort of trap mm-hmm. track. It's a little bit more Bad Bunny's Lane than Baldwin's. Right. Right. Um, I have to say that this song does contain one of my favorite moments on yeah. the album, which yeah. is when Bad Bunny like says his entire name in an extreme <laughs> senora voice, you know? Benito yeah. Antonio Martinez Ocasio. Like, absolutely, Like yes. he's in trouble or something? <laughs> Directo del espacio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, the, the whole the whole name is definitely a moment. Everybody with their four names. Um, yeah, amazing. So this album has a lot of fucking swag, right? Like they are really like trying to own their role in this movement and in this moment. Like I, the whole way that they tease this and also the way that they've been talking about it and like their approach to it. It's just like a lot of freaking yeah. swag. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge flex, right? It's like basically some, we're both at the top of our games and we're going to make a splash together to like really make it nuclear shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. and which is, that's mostly true, right? I think, um, I think, like I said, like I think Bad Bunny is really like the better star of this duo, but um, I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about when we were preparing for this episode is like, what does it mean when like these two people who are like, you know, at the top of the game right now and like are probably two of the biggest names in Urbano. Um, And, you know, we didn't think that we could talk about that in contrast with like the fact of like what their like race and color has to do with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're both like very light skin sort of blanquito for sure. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not a coincidence. I don't think, (laughs) you know what I mean? No, they've been so successful and especially in like the U S market too, you know? 
Yeah, and globally, right? And so globally. you have like these two people who have managed to like scale global heights, right? In a genre that is, you know, black, right? It's a yeah. it's a black genre. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence that they're both like white slash light, you know. Um right. and you know right. to be fair, they're Latino, right? And yeah, like they are. I feel like there's some degree to which this music like es un patrimonio cultural de Latinoamérica, right? Mm-hmm. Like and of the Caribbean in particular, right? Mm-hmm. Pero it's just like really hard to negotiate while at the same time there's like only really like one black artist out there that's reached a similar level Osuna, of success right, right? Osuna, yeah. yeah yeah like it's osuna and that's it like and it's it's devastating right because yeah. it's not like there's not other people making waves right there's like yeah. you know people that we've brought to this podcast like menor menor there's such there's nina agustin you know just to yeah. name a few like so many you know people. black latino people right yeah. like that are part of this movement in the present making new stuff in the present that like aren't given the chance to rise for yeah. a number of reasons right 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 yep Yep, and our but racism yeah. obviously being the yeah. key factor in all it's that. It's a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal, and it's it's complicated. And the context for race in Latin America is different than the context for race in the United States. But like these, their music and their work crosses these borders, and so it's like the navigating of. I mean, what it looks like, and I I have no idea if they have any analysis about this. You know, it's like I have no clue if they have yeah, any analysis yeah. about this at all. Like, you know, I think that they are people who they certainly don't talk about it. No, they don't talk about it. And again, like I think there's the conversation about race looks really different in the U.S. than it looks in Latin America and the conversation about race within Latinos in the U.S. versus race within Latinos in Latin America. But um, but yeah. And I mean, I think they are people who like acknowledge like the roots of the music that they're coming from. But that's there's a lot more to it than just that. You know, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think that there's like maybe like a nod to that later on in this album. We'll get into it then. But I mean. I think that like this for me is like less a question of whether they're talented or not or whether they have like yeah. the right to do it and more about like looking systemically at things, right? Yeah. And see, you know, like when you take a look at the systems and you look at just like all the outcomes, the outcomes are racist, right? Yeah, so it's, it's true. like that's that's the thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Like like who does it and why they right. do it or like right. whether they're talented or not is like yeah. really neither here nor there. Yeah. And it's not unique to Urbano. Like I think about bachata. And, like, there's definitely yeah, some colorism course. there, too. It's, like, who are the really big bachateros? They're definitely, like, the light-skinned dudes, right? Like, like fucking Romeo Santos. And, like, you know, is he white? Is, it's, like, those the terms are hard to, to navigate necessarily, but he's definitely, like, all the people he collaborated with on that album that we loved were all, like, dark-skinned black Dominicans, you know? So, like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And they're successful. Like, those dudes are successful, but not at the level that Romeo is, you know? So it's, like... And there's also something about border right. crossing and like him being in New York and the access that you have being outside of the island and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, just to say yeah. that like these dynamics yeah. exist in so many different genres in Latino music. It's not unique to Urbano, although Urbano itself has such a black history that it's like pretty blatant, I think, when you see the yeah who it is. It's like scaling for sure. the top, you know, so. All right. So well, there's a video that we'll link in the show notes. Um um, of an interview with Zane that Zane Lowe does for Apple Music with the t- with Balvin and Bunny um, after that album comes out and they're on they're in Puerto Rico and they're like on a yacht it definitely has like this like we're big at we're big deal vibe right it's like more of the swag that we're talking about um, but I really enjoyed it and I think checking out because I'd never seen the two of them like in conversation with each other before like I've seen interviews separately but I hadn't actually seen them so I was really fascinated by both like the vibe between the two of them and like how they were interacting and like sort of also like 
I think what you were saying earlier, Veto, about how you feel about them on stage kind of comes through a little bit there. Like, Balvin, I feel like, is trying a little bit harder, mm. you know? But also, I think maybe yeah. it's because he's 35 yeah. and, like, that's, that's like, getting up there, you know? And, like, Bunny's just, like, more himself and, like, young and sort of in his thing. Um, anyway, so I think it's it's fun to watch. But one of the things I thought was interesting, too, was the way they navigated language, which surprised me a little bit. So Zane doesn't speak Spanish, so he's doing the whole interview mm-hmm. in English. And then Balvin responded in English. So his it seems like he's very comfortable in English. But then Bunny would only respond in Spanish. I, and I think that's been true before. Like I've seen in other interviews that like, he doesn't really feel comfortable doing interviews in English. Um, and there must have been a translator off screen, obviously, because, you know, there wasn't any sense that people didn't understand what was going on. But um, but I don't know. That surprised yeah. me a little bit. Also, just like Puerto Rico versus Colombia. And I wouldn't I wouldn't expect necessarily that Bunny would be the one who... Um, didn't feel as comfortable in English, although obviously, you know, don't have to speak English in Puerto Rico, but a lot of people do since it's like, you know, this colonial pseudo part of the U.S. Um, right, so I, right. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, the choices that were made around that. And um, and yeah, the video is really, I mean, the, the, their interviews are just really more of the same of like, we're, you know, we're here, we're representing. I think that's part of what makes the race piece important to me too, is like the way that they're framing this album is like, we're representing like Latino culture, you know, like they're really staking this claim and like representing this like really large, you know, group and large, like just amalgamation of people and cultures. And then they're both like hella light skin, you know? So I think that's also part of it. Um, And they're really, yeah, that's really their like, their stance about this is like this is what we're doing yeah yeah it's just like you can't be like two like light slash white people (laughs) like being like we're here to represent latinos and not have like any sort of analysis around like the way that you come to it being black music it's super complicated yeah and yeah like balvin says like we wanted to elevate our culture like that was the way he framed it you know yikes yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's complicated anyway if you want to check it out it's like a little like nine minute interview and I don't know much about Zane, but I, I get the sense he's a big deal. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, Zane Lowe then, is a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big deal. I'm like, why aren't we doing this interview yet, right? Um, anyway, okay. Let's go on to the next song. So this one is called Cuidado Por Ahí. Vamos a No le Baby, cuidado por ahí. I love this one. Yeah. The beat, right? The beat. 
Yeah, I feel like just this song just has the beat, right? It's yeah. like insanely perreable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it hits like, much I can harder. tell this one's yeah. going to kill at the club. Yeah, yeah. It hits a lot harder for sure than some of the other ones leading up to this one. So it was like a nice transition from the last track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, for this, how I feel like generally about this album, if I'm going to give it like my honest review, I feel like it's like fine, right? Like there's like a couple of standout tracks. Like I like this one. And then there's one that's coming up that is like hands down my favorite. And we'll talk about why in a little bit. But like, you know, it's they're all catchy. They're all good. They're all fun, you know, and like the production is like interesting. Um, But it's just like, you know. Me parece como bien normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, J Balvin's and Bad Bunny's normal is lit, right? So it's yeah, like, it'll be it really the nice to have high. on, right? The bar is high. But, um, they set the bar high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm, like, sitting here, like, the way that I sat listening to Por Siempre, where I was just right. like, oh, my God, yeah. this is just, like, wild and, like, doing so many different things. And, like, I I was, agree. Like, my mind was blown. Like, this is, yeah. like, fun, right? This right. is fun. It's fine. And there's a couple of standouts. And I think that this one, because it's like this, like, you know, like really heavy perreo is yeah. a really good one for me. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that this is less like, look at us, like taking the genre to the next level and more like we're staking our claim here as like the kings of reggaeton or something, which, you know, complicated. But I think it's, that's what it feels like to me. Like we're doing what we know how to do really well and we're doing it together, but we're not like taking it to the next level necessarily. Um, but right, the level right. that they're already Which I at. I wish they could have done. I wish yeah. they could have done. I feel like, they, know. you know. It's a lot. But, I mean, that's the problem when you set the bar so high for yourself, like to keep surpassing <laughs> right. it. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm already like, how do you put for out, sure. you put out so much music. Like, how do you do this? Like y'all, it's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I think that they worked on this album over a really short period of time. I think yeah. it was like a couple like of weeks. It. Oh, you think so? Yeah. They've been talking about it for like nine months, but you think they just put it together? Yeah, but the, they put together, like, the tracks. I mean, they've been talking about, like, teasing about doing this, but I think they've put together the tracks and, like, right. actually worked on the material for a very short amount of time. Got it. Yeah, I'm impressed at the level at which people produce these days. Like, it just feels like every day yeah, there's, yeah. there's, like, a new track. And I think you're right that, like, the people who are not named in terms of, like, the producers and stuff, um, or their name, but they're not, you know, the people we know are the ones doing a lot, a lot of the work, too. Oh, well, speaking of people that are not named, I feel like one of the things that actually really annoys me about this song is that there's no credit to the female vocal. Yeah. Like, Like, is it 2005 again? Like, is this Apple, you know? Yeah. Like, who is this person that does the female vocal? Why isn't she credited? You know, like, is it Glory? Yeah. Is it Jenny La Sexy Voz? Like, who is this fucking assholes? Like, credit your female vocalist. Right. I guess that's the other thing. And like, staking their claim is like the top of this genre like what about women you know it's like not just about um other levels of representation and you know when i saw evie i mean she really goes hard in terms of claiming her place right and like i think yeah other people really and And she fucking has to because people are out here trying to denigrate her her. right unwell was like trying to say that his girlfriend is like the queen of reggaeton you know it's like come on boo like i like her but she's not But the other thing that she's that fine, but like none of fine. the G's no. are no, no, none of the G family. None of the G's are on that level. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the other thing that Evie does on her show, and I don't know if you saw this when you saw her recently too, like she's just constantly talking about mujeres, mujeres, mujeres. It's almost like she like doesn't care that there's men in the audience at all, you know. And and she's doing it in a very yeah. like straight sort of like I think feminist way, you know. Like it doesn't feel very 
it feels a little bit like a, a generation of feminism like a minute ago in some ways in the way she does it because it doesn't feel like it represents acknowledges like queerness or like gender fluidity but it has this very like right. women empowerment right. vibe you know which is a big yeah. deal in yeah. this context when yeah you'll have a woman on a track and you're gonna put her fucking name on it it's like come on dudes like i know it's 2019 y'all just do right. better and like i would have loved to see evie featuring on one of these you know like and i don't know anything about what's behind the scenes there and like if there's even any interest because she hasn't done as much collaboration with some of these guys but you know like right. that would have been a that would have been an important nod to me to like to yeah, other, yeah, people, totally. other people's role so but this song does have a really good beat so there's that <laughs> there's that i'll be excited to see what yeah, ends up there what ends is up that on the dance when we're on the dance floor this summer like what is it that that comes from this album because i think there's going to be a few for yeah sure. yeah for yeah. sure all right the next song is called que pretendes let's take a listen Ahora quiere volver ¿Por qué razón? Dime para qué Ya no te presto atención Desde hace tiempo le puse punto final ¿Qué pretendes tú? Llamándome hasta ahora Esa actitud la conozco ya No son horas de llamar Al menos que me lo quieras mamar Que quieras prender, que quieras quemar Hablando claro, ya tú me callaste mal Por ti me metí pa' ti y me fui doble flor la mal Pero tú no eres una Kardashian Contigo no me tiro Porque si no la retro se me embachan De noche te borré, de Facebook te borré De Instagram te borré, de mi vida te borré Y ahora quieres volver Nada con lo que quieres joder Pero no se va a poder Me vas a ver con otro y te vas a morder Y ahora quieres volver Nada con lo que quieres joder Pero no se va a poder Me vas a ver con otro y te vas a morder ¿Qué pretendas tú? So this is a great breakup anthem mm. A little like Fuck you, I'm better off now. Yeah. Sort of yep. song, Those which I appreciate right yeah. now in this moment. Mm-hmm. They're important. A good fucking breakup oh, song yeah. is helpful, man. It's helpful. Yeah. It's like a good, like, fake it till you make it sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? Like, even if you're yep. not quite there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's aspirational. Sometimes it's aspirational. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I think it's good in a summer in a summer album to not just pretend like it's all love. You know what I mean? Like summer, it's like there's lots of things happening, including fucking breakups. So give give people what they yeah. need in that moment. You know? Yeah, totally. And it's it's nice and dancey, which I like. I mean, most of these are, but some of them have more of that feeling than others. This is one of the ones. Yeah, yeah. So y'all should check out the video. This is the only I think song from this album, at least that i know of it is it's the only one that's like yeah. it's like the single right yeah right so y'all should check out the video i think it's interesting um have you seen Beto that like bad bunny's doing this thing where he wears like a face mask all the time now yeah like the fashion what's, what's that about mask. did he he didn't make that happen other people are doing it oh yeah that's like been a long really yeah he's not the first guy to do the fashion face mask no I would say it's a trend that started in Asia. Right, that makes sense because that's where people do it for like health purposes in like very polluted cities. Right, but then it's like been like, you know, taken into the fashion sphere for sure. Yeah, these are the moments where I'm like, I'm so not cool because like I had no idea and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) 
wearing, <laughs> wearing this like black face mask. I'm like, okay, all right, Benito, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Yeah. Pushing yeah. it. Yeah. And then also I thought it was interesting in this in this video, Bobbin's totally wearing like the Bad Bunny glasses, which I don't know if can we give Bad Bunny credit for them, but I feel like they're the Bad Bunny glasses, like that particular like diamond shape that you have. <laughs> and then Bobbin's wearing them. I feel so. like I don't know if Bad Bunny gets the full credit for those no. glasses. I feel All like right. a lot of like a lot of types of folks are wearing those glasses, but he's definitely committed to them. So I think he's like an maybe he's like an early adopter. Yeah. <laughs> he's like an early adopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah an yeah. early adopter. He's a trendsetter. Trendsetter, exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's it's a good video, so y'all should check it out. I'm, I yeah, imagine they might be putting out song. It's fun. More videos as as time goes on, but yeah, I you know I feel like. It, it would be smart for them too, but also like it's gotta be rough to get like them both their both their schedules together enough for them to both be able to be on location to shoot a video. Yeah. I can't even Or imagine. maybe like they just like take, you know, like coordinate like one week and shoot like all eight videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, they did actually in the in the interview with Zane, they did talk about trying to do an album uh tour together. So that would be pretty. Yeah. That yeah, would be I've pretty great. That. that would be pretty epic. Yeah. That would be pretty epic. I did think when we saw Bob in live, I was a little underwhelmed. Like I liked him, but he didn't do anything like he didn't like surprise me or wow me really. You know, it was kind of just yeah. like standard yeah. Balvin. So I feel like yeah. the two I of them together. I definitely did go see him again on his last yeah. uh, no. album tour. I didn't feel like I needed to go again. Yeah. Um, what was gonna say? Oh, so there's two good like reviews of the albums that we'll put in the show notes by our friends. Um, Eduardo and Isabella. Eduardo wrote for Romesca and Isabella wrote for Rolling Stone. So we'll put a link in the show notes. Those were like helpful context for me for the album. And also just like, they both seem to really like it. Eduardo seemed to be like a super fan of this, like really, really hype about mm-hmm. it. Um, but they have some good sort of breakdown song by song of some of the musical elements and stuff that we haven't talked about. So check those yeah, out. We'll in definitely the like show them in the show notes. notes. Yeah. But I appreciate the music journalists out here who are doing these like deep reviews. They did talk about, for sure. Like the name of the album? What did you think about the name Oasis? I didn't really think about it. Yeah, there's a couple quotes I read about it. Like they said, it's a rescue, a relief to freshen up. You go there to supply yourself with the vital things you are missing, the things that you need. Yeah, I see that. I don't know that. that, that I feel like it's a little ambitious for this album, but you know, <laughs> strive yeah. for it, y'all. There's a lot of bravado behind this for sure. All right, we're going to move on to the next song. It's called La Canción. <laughs> Pero pusieron la canción eh, eh, eh. Que cantamos bien borracho Que bailamos bien borracho Nos besamos bien borracho Los dos Pensaba que te había olvidado eh, Pero pusieron la canción Bebé, 
Ey, hace tiempo lo barato me salió caro. Ya solo tuiteo a la loca disparo. Como olvidar la bella que era So this is emo bad bunny. Getting all like in his <laughs> sad feels <laughs> in this one. I know, I know. Transition. I actually because it's like a little sad. It's, mm -hmm. like a, it's like a sad breakup song. I'm like actually can't handle this one yeah, right now. I've you're been not ready for it. it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm it, not ready. It'll no be there for ready. you. <laughs> it'll be there for you if you ever decide you need it. Um, it was interesting right, actually. Right. It in the Apple Music um, in the Zayn interview, he talks actually. They both talk about depression and like their struggles with depression, which I thought was rad you know i think it's important when like public figures get real like that and especially when you know it's easy to look at their lives and be like oh they must be yeah. so happy they're so successful like what could they ever which is not how depression works you know um right it's not right. about your material conditions it's about your mental health and like the stuff you're dealing with so so yeah well, material conditions can make it rougher for sure <laughs> oh yeah no material conditions can make it worse but it doesn't make it better necessarily yeah you know, it doesn't like, make it go yeah. away just because yeah. you're rich doesn't mean that right. you're not going to be depressed yeah like all the research too it's like your level of happiness doesn't actually above a certain threshold which is like you, that your you know material needs are met your basic your happiness, needs are met yeah. your basic needs are met your happiness is not increased no matter how much more money you have you know so like right and right. i think more money more problems is a truism you know <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but yeah they they both talked about how they've struggled with depression um and i i just appreciate yeah. when people are honest about that you know Absolutely. I think it's so great to have, like, especially, like, two Latino men mm -hmm. talk about mental yeah. health shit, you know? I yeah. feel like there's so much of, like, buck up and, like, so much, um, I mean, obviously, I think it's hard. Mental health stuff is hard for everybody, but I think yeah. there's, like, a weird, like, toxic masculinity thing oh, about being for sure. tough and toughing it out and shit that, oh, like, for sure. makes it feel really important to have, like, two Latino men talk yeah. about mental health and being, like, actually, yeah. this is a, something that needs to be addressed. And, right. Um, and that we both deal with and mm -hmm. and like struggle with yeah and is no. real right mm -hmm. like it's not like just like some made-up shit mm -mm. yeah it's super real no I think it's really important and people who are like cool you know <laughs> like who are operating in this space of like being really right right yeah just like really fucking hip and like on the edge of all this culture and then they're they're like being honest about that you know so I think it's really important and I and I appreciate that there's a lot of like emotional range in what Bad Bunny offers, you know, like his voice and, yeah, and the way he sings sure. can go from like, yeah, super for sad, sure, emo yeah. bunny to like, you know, hype at the club. Like it's just, there's a lot, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of depth there. Yes. And I, and I don't, you know, I think I'm, maybe I'm coming around to you a little bit. Like, I don't think Balvin has the same, um, he's, he, you know, he's actually had some like more emo. There was one that I was, I, that really hit me hard when of his songs when I was dealing with a breakup a couple of years ago. And so he has it. They're uh -huh. not as popular. I think those tracks are like the ones that are a little like sweeter and sadder, but, but anyway, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I do think bunny has some range that I really appreciate for sure. All right. So we've got, I mean, speaking oh, of range, yeah. the next song is really, <laughs> really showcases a little bit of that. So this one <laughs> is called Un Peso and it features Marciano Cantero. Si por ti me jodí, caí, me levanté Con el que te vení 
se fue. Me han llegado un par de razones que ya roto corazones. Tratando de llenar vacíos que ni llenas con galones. Esta es pa' que borracha la Antone. De ti solo extraño, hace los sin condones. Y con razón, tan poquito te dolió. De cora que no fui yo el que la nave despegó. Y tu corazón y yo está. Siempre me extrañará, baby. ¿Para qué me vas a amar? Si yo te dije adiós. Si yo me despedí de ti. No quiero saber más de tus besos. ¿Para qué me vas a amar? Ya te di tu perdón. El rencor no. So I think it is what? such a flex to bring in so the random. guy from Enanitos Verdes. It's, so <laughs> it's like, what? Who? We, I don't think we've brought them to the show, have we? I don't think we've had them on. No, no. I've, yeah. I've never brought Enanitos no, Verdes to the me show. me neither. I don't think I have either. Yeah. They're a rock band from Argentina from like the 70s. But like a big deal. Yeah, like yeah. a big deal. Yeah, they're a huge deal. And like, I mean, I feel like... For me, I mean, I know there's like, for example, like I like caught the reference in this song, right? So like one of Enanitos Verdes' biggest uh-huh. hits, like Lamento Boliviano, and he's right. like, y, mi cora- y tu corazón, idiota, you know, right. like, that's like a reference right. to like an Enanitos Verdes song yeah. that like, if you ever put it on, like everybody's going to belt it out right. probably, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. know that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing that I actually find really interesting about this is that I've actually been loving the trend of having rock and español OGs like collaborating with Bad Bunny mm. uh, because there's so much shit around Urbano that comes from like these rockists and old heads who think guitar music is the end all be all of right. popular right. music and right. that reggaeton and Latin trap and Urbano genres aren't music, right? Like. Right. Recently, Ruben Albarran from uh, Café Tacuba performed with Bad Bunny at an mm. awards show and got That's so cool. much shit about it that he actually had to like address it and write a whole what? Facebook post he about got like for why being with Bad Bunny? he chose. Yes, from like what? people who like like rock and who think that Urbano is trash and like this Ugh. shit is like really really prevalent among people and I, there is like even though they're both like white slash light slash whatever the fuck you want to call them there that like the hatred of urbano is absolutely racialized right and um and i think that like and he, class like, too you right know, he had to like put out a whole fucking response about like what his choice was to do that how did it he just feels like it? an important cosign to me yeah i mean he just said that like it's the music that's really hitting with young people today and that like people said the same shit about their music right, right. like it's just like you fuckers right. like really went through the same shit like you really went through that this isn't music it's just noise etc bullshit and now you get old and you're doing the same exact shit por favor mira yeah. el espejo no te da pena right i feel like it's so racialized and class based too you know like both Absolutely. The history of rock and roll Absolutely. and the history and those of, like, things are all intertwined, right? Yeah, totally. They're very much intertwined. But God, that's I did not know about that. That's ridiculous, you know. That's not just like yeah, so old heads that... who are mad that they're not popular anymore or something. <laughs> it's like you're just right, bitter. Right. And Dude. because like rock isn't like on the airwaves in the same way. Like when's mm. the last time like a big rock band really made it? Like no. it's just like it's not the wave right now. Like people are fucking over it. And I mean, that's what feels important for me for this okay. collaboration is that, yeah. like, I think that cosign is important, right? From, right. like, somebody who's, like, an OG and who's, like, listen, like, this is, this is like, cool music. This is, like, yeah. what's connecting with young people today. Like, take a listen. And, I mean, right. I hope that it m- means that some of those folks will, like, think twice about some of their, like, initial sort of, like, 
knee-jerk reactions about Urbano. Yeah. Although what's more likely is that like they'll just like, okay, and Anitos Verdes are canceled now, or like Cafeta Cuba is canceled now. <laughs> I think that like stupid. that's probably the more yeah. likely outcome. But yeah. I think that it's an important effort, and I appreciate right. it. Well, good for them for taking that risk then, because that's just ridiculous. And it's like abundance y'all like we don't you can like both you can love rock like in espanol <laughs> right. and you can love reggaeton and you can love like whatever you know it's like it's not either right or. like you can listen to so many things like you can listen to this new album and you can listen to like all the other right. new albums that aren't this that right. come out too right you it's, know yeah it's fine i just i don't i somebody who like you know i feel like identifies like not very cool and like into really mainstream shit like <laughs> it's not you know it's like it's okay to like what's popular you know like it's popular for a reason yeah. do you know what I mean like it's yeah. okay like you don't have to like it but it's okay if you do you know you don't have to like take some stance that's just like I hate this just because everyone loves it like come on you know like I don't know yeah that seems pretty boring to me it's just like but yeah just it's just yeah it's boring but I do you know, feel like this is random that without I do... knowing the context. <laughs> like, I think you're... Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I appreciate that. I get it, that. Yeah. But I was just like... And the, his voice felt... It stood out a lot. It stood out a lot. Yeah. It's album. like very like, yeah. you know, rock shit. You know? Right. Yeah, it is. I really it is. liked it. I really oh, liked good. it. But I'm also glad. like, what a fucking flex to make a ukulele yes. work in an Urbano you track. Know, you know, I love a ukulele. <laughs> Respect. I love a ukulele. Respect. Yeah ukulele in like a prince royce song made me try to learn the ukulele and then the only song <laughs> i could learn was like hallelujah by jeff buckley which is like so fucking sad and i'm not good enough to play bachata because you need to do all sorts of finger work and then i gave it up yeah 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 <laughs> not, i don't have enough commitment <laughs> oh my god i don't have enough commitment but i do really appreciate the sound of it um i think it adds like another dimension which is cool for sure for sure all right. Well, there are two more songs on this EP. Um, so the next one is called Odio. No quiero saber de ti. No sé qué haces aquí. Ya yo te lo advertí. Así que mami, no te me ilusiones. Que para ti ya yo no escribo canciones. Lo que digas me tienes sin cojones. Mala mía, bebé, no te encojones. Pero en realidad, tía, yo te odio, odio. Pase de amor al odio. Que me perdone Dios, pero te odio. Que no quiero nada contigo, ese obvio. Si quieres, te lo meto, pero será con odio, odio. Pase de amor al odio. Que me Sexuales contigo por ahí Tú no te mereces a nadie En el San Valentín Al carajo con tu novio Quiero que no seas feliz Y en la calle se comente Lo duro que yo te di Tu viaje de trabajo Y los hoteles caros Si yo sabía cuánto ganaba Eso me hizo raro En un yate en Miami Al otro día en Dubai No me creas tan pendejo Yo sé lo que hay Rencor y remordimiento I think by the, this point in listening to the EP the first time, I was like, okay, there's nothing here that's like a super huge breakout hit that I'm like, this is the one that's going to go on repeat. But it is like this feeling of like, it's super solid. Like it's all really solid and they set the bar. They've set the bar high. So like to, to get to that huge hit is a 
difficult leap, you know, at this point. So, but that's kind of how I was feeling when I got there. And the more I listened to it a yeah. few times, like the more things started to like hit me a little bit harder. But by here, I was like, all right, I'm not hearing like the the superstar single on this album. Yeah, sure. I think like for me, like without what I eat was like a little bit, you know, like, okay. But the first time that I listened to it, I for sure was also just like, okay, this is fine. Right. And yeah. then I listened to it also like right when it came out, right at midnight. So it was like late and I was like yeah. haggard and doing all these other things. Yeah. Right. Um, I was like trying to get another episode posted. <laughs> yes, I was trying you to were. Post the the yes, last week's episode of Radio Mania and like listening to this. And there was nothing that like really, really hit me. So I, I sort of feel that. But yeah, like with other listens, I've been like, okay, this is cute. This part's cute. Yep. But yeah, at this point, it's just like, okay, here's another one. You know, like a solid, normal song. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But there was part of it you didn't really like. Yeah, I mean, so this song, there's part of it that I really do like, because Benito's like, you know, que Dios me lo perdone, pero te odio. Like, he's, like, <laughs> actually admitting that, like, hating somebody is, like, pretty destructive, right? Mm. Like, and, you know, not to say, like, you know, we can all, you know, hate whoever, but it's, like, it takes a lot of energy, yeah. it, right, it hurts, to, like, it hurts you hate more than somebody. It hurts them, yeah, at the end of the day. Right, yeah. like, I mean, I've heard it compared to, like, holding a hot coal, right? Like, right. it's just, like, it's actually, like, yeah. more hurtful to you, Yeah. right? Yeah. But, so he, I like that admission, but... I really, like, when he's like, si quieres te lo meto, pero se va con odio, like, I was just like, ooh, que desagradable, you know, like, I just, like, kind of hated that. That's like a, that's like hate fucking is what he's talking about, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I've never done that, and I don't understand it, so I'm just like, I don't know about that, but whatever. No, that's, no, that's some nasty shit right there. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. No. At all. No, I don't co-sign It's also like, this is like another more emo song yeah. on, yep. the, on the album which like for me right now like I need perreo I need right. like right. hasta el suelo I need right. distraction so yep. like you know like all the like more like feelings he tracks I'm just like okay peace not, I'm not I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this one not here yeah I hear that I hear that yeah another saying yeah there's enough is, of that IRL I need yeah, escape yeah <laughs> everybody everybody <laughs> has sure. their way to move through you know yeah, um, yeah. this makes me think of the saying Resentment is a pill you take hoping someone else will die. <laughs> oh, man. It's yeah. another way to think about what you're saying about the hot coal, right? Ugh. It's like yeah. at some point it sort of burns you up inside. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, Deep yeah. thoughts. I, I would love to know what's inspiring this in Bad Bunny's life, but I really hope he's not hate-fucking anyone because I can't. I can't get behind that. Ooh, not yikes. okay. <laughs> not okay. No, not okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they, they end really hard on this one. They like go out with a bang, I think, on this EP kind of like saving one of the best tracks for last yes by far in my opinion the next and last track mm-hmm. is the star of this whole mm-hmm. ep mm-hmm. it's called como un bebe it's featuring mr easy let's take a listen Baila pa' mí, baila pa' mí, me gusta la manera cuando me lo muevas y ya. Baila pa' mí, baila no. pa' mí, 
familia pa' mí. Trátame, Trato, trato y queda nada. Peleamos otra vez. Trato, trato, a veces me habla y a veces no también, porque como un bebé. Mami ya, mami ya, me cansé de pelear. Baby ya, baby ya, no esperes que yo responda. Y solo dame un break, break, break. I just love that they included an Afrobeat song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an Afrobeat track. It's yeah. so cool, and I mean... I think that it's just like really showcases how much, how black this music is and how much right. this music is tied to Africa, right? right. Like, right. And I think that for listeners that might not know what Afrobeat is or might not have like listened to Afrobeat, like maybe you'll sense that there's like something like a little bit different or like a little bit like, you know, funky about this track that isn't like a normal, you know, Urbano track, yep. but like it does fit in really perfectly with the mood of like yep. upbeat Urbano tracks. And it's yep. just like, it's not out of place at all. And that's no. because it's all originary to the same place. Yeah, right. It's like the, the African roots of reggaeton and of this music. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, and I think Isabelia and maybe Eduardo also both talked about, I think it was Isabelia who said, you know, this feels like a nod to the like black history of reggaeton, but it's probably an unintentional one. You know, like I don't know how much they are acknowledging the dynamics we're talking about, but it still is a really important, I think, representation that this is here. And also there's not, there's a reason why it, it's so good, right? Like that, that, that when you bring that beat, central that beat into this music, it like adds another element that's just amazing, you know, and that's not a yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that they bring in Mr. Easy, who is um, who's like a Nigerian uh, singer and Afrobeat artist. He you know makes really cool music. It's exciting that like they um, are having you know Latino listeners that are listening to this album. You know, going to like maybe like click through to that and be like, oh, right. who is Mr. Easy? Like, what right. what's his stuff like? Right? right. And I think that that's just like super cool as a connect and like way to close out strong you know it Mm -hmm. like leaves you wanting more which i feel like is not a bad way to close out a project no yeah not at all not at all it's interesting because of all the albums we've talked about recently like the new albums have come out i think who people choose to collaborate with and like who they feature has been like a really compelling element of it right like there's a lot to say about it so significant right or like whether they don't or they do yeah or they don't por siempre bad bunny like really had like no features right like very few features right and and like it was very significant to to be like okay this is just mine right so i think that like a lot of these um the albums that we've uh, that have been released that we've chosen to do deep dives on or have been like really particular about features. Which yeah. I think right. Is and then like smart. Romeo was like all about the features and it was so amazing because of how he like really acknowledged the histories of all the people who came before him in, in Bachata, you know? So yeah, I think it's a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, for it sure. It's different. And then, you know, like the Madonna feature on the Maluma album. <laughs> like what the fuck? Ooh. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. So this has been no. an interesting, it's been an interesting few months in the Latinx music world. Um, and I also just like think it begs saying, even though it's kind of obvious that like I love that these two dudes are like collaborators and friends rather than competitors. You know, like I think that yeah, it's this cool. could look a lot it of different ways. Cool. I also wonder how Nikki Jam feels. <laughs> like, do you feel left out? <laughs> do you feel left out? I feel left out for you, maybe. <laughs> um, but oh. I'm also just like sensitive about those dynamics <laughs> in my own life. Um, but I also, oh I, my God. I also just really like Nikki Jam, and I don't think he's. He's do- he's doing really well for himself, but he's not on the level 
in terms of yeah, success that these this guys are. Of, no, yeah, for sure. Pobrecito. <laughs> I mean, he's probably fine. He's going to be fine. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoy this album. I th- I've heard good things. Like most of the people that I know who love oh. this music have been really into it. So I think it's it's been pretty successful so far. It's like a few days. Yeah, ago, it's been interesting to listen to it, to see the reactions, to, mm-hmm. um, you know, figure out which tracks in here seem like standouts and which ones are like, you know, cool, but yep. regular, you yep. know? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I'm glad that the timing worked out. I feel like this is the right thing to, to end on before we take our little verano descanso and we'll be back sometime at the end of the summer. We haven't figured out like an exact date, but you know, once it yeah. starts to cool yeah, off we'll a little be back bit, for you like know. your, all of your fall needs will exactly. be taken care of. So exactly. don't worry about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, as always, all the information about these tracks are at rallymanda.com, so check it out. And if you want to get our special Verano Playa playlist, we're going to release it next Friday on our email list. So just make sure to sign up, and the link is in our show notes. Also, we have a little summer sale going on. Our Cardi totes are on sale, and we are running extremely low, maybe out, maybe of some of the pins. No, we're like, we've got like three Team Feelings pins left, and like five or six Perreo pins, y'all. So now is the time. We don't know if we're going to remake those. We're hoping to come back in the fall with some new merch, which we're excited about. But um, for now, si quieren un pin, now is the time. Thank you so much for listening, babies. Hasta la próxima. Oasis, oasis, que rompiendo, rompiendo el bajo, vamos a afincar la cosa.